Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to the House of David Ministries. I am Pastor Keith Allen. Pastor Summer Allen. And this week's Bible study is a continuation of the seventh feast of the Lord. Okay, and uh, what we'll be doing is I'll give a, a, a quick uh, recap of what we spoke of uh, last week and the week before, and then we'll get into this week's um, subject matter. So we talked about the seven feasts of the Lord, which is mentioned in Leviticus chapter 23, the seven feasts in which God uh, ordained and told us uh, the Jewish people to hold. Uh, now, come Christ and him dying on the cross for our sins, those seven feasts were actually combined into one just like the sins. He took them away to where we only have to worry about doing what we need to do for he corrected everything. So we move forward and keeping our eye on the prize, and that is God himself and believing in his word, which is Jesus Christ, and getting ourselves right. But, however, those seven feasts, they're just like the law, they're still there. They're still a spiritual thing. Okay, just like the, the word says that the law is a spiritual thing, and these seven feasts are a spiritual thing. So they get into a spiritual thing, and um, one of the one of our um, our sisters in Christ, Mindy, wanted to dig a little deeper uh, uh, with this, and I don't think I can pack this in in an hour. I'll do my best. <laughs> Uh, I run over a little bit. <laughs> uh, but it is a lot of information. I've got notes on top of notes and pages on top of pages. But what we're going to do, I want everyone to turn to Revelations. And we're going to start in, in Chapter 2. Chapter 2. Right. And for those of you who don't know what the seven feasts are, I, 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 while you're doing that, I'll, I'll name them off again so you'll know. Okay, so the first is Passover. The second is the uh, Feast of Unleavened Bread. The third is the Feast of First Fruits. And then you have the Feast of Pentecost, which is the fourth. And then the fifth one is the Feast of Trumpets. The sixth is the Day of Atonement. And the seventh is the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay, so now that we all got that, all right, again, this is a lot, so please, if I start moving fast, please slow me down, okay, because I might get a little excited. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, before we do get started, though, does anyone have any questions or any input from the previous two weeks that they wanted? to share or, or you know, anything like that before we got started with this. I think I'm going to let you go ahead because um, I could go on for hours myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so as we all know, um, as we say, the end time, which just means the end of time because in heaven there is no time kept. Okay? So during the end time, Something happened. Okay? There are seven churches spoken of in the end time. Okay? And Jesus 
uh, is giving his report to them. In other words, they're getting their, um, as we would call it, their yearly uh, evaluation from Christ, okay, these seven churches. However, it bleeds into more, okay? So here we go. Passover was something given to us to represent something new, a, a new start, okay? So Passover was more, uh, before I get that started, this is how it works, okay? Jesus baptized, okay, and he was raised from the dead, okay, right after Passover. The Last Supper, what we would call the Last Supper, he was actually practicing or celebrating Passover, okay? So with that being said, Passover happens, and then after that, you have a piece of unleavened bread, and then after that, you have the, um, which I guess he's in the right of the piece uh, of first fruits. Now, these three happen simultaneously, okay? Pentecost is tied into it as well, so you have four of the seven festivals that happen, I mean, literally back-to-back without any um, interruption in them, okay? So, Passover happens, right? Passover, what do you do? We get baptized, right? And Jesus got baptized. He went into the wilderness to be ministered unto. The angels gave him something that is also in Revelation, known as the everlasting gospel. Okay, this is what was given unto him those 40 days and 40 nights and continuously given unto him uh, through the Father, which is what we're trying to obtain. Okay, he goes and dies on the cross. All right, and these, these things are all important because as you see the Passover, and I'm going to talk about this, the Church of Ephesians, which is the first church to talk about, because the Last Supper in the, in the, in what we did, we ate in the representation of Christ's body. In other words, the tree of of good, the tree of knowledge, not the tree of good and evil, but the tree of knowledge, which God originally wanted Adam to do. Okay, so Last Supper was us taking part in Christ, okay, in the body of Christ. All right? So in Revelation chapter 2, now, and I'm going to start at verse 4, okay? Now, he's talking to the, the church of Ephesians. And, again, this is the end times. It's going to tie. Again, i got a lot to cover, so I'm going to get there. Nevertheless, in verse 4 it says, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, which is the church of Ephesians, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, which is heaven, and repent, and do the first works, 
or else I will come unto thee quickly and will re- remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. Now here's the kicker. He says, but this thou hast that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now Christ is telling them one thing that they are doing correct is rebuking false teachings. Okay? These Nicolaitans, Nicolaitans were out trying to conquer people's mindset, to enslave them in believing that their all in all was to believe in the, uh, as we say, the pastor or the, the apostle or the bishop and whatever they say goes. And then they are pretty much entrapping them again, putting them back in bondage when Christ has freed us. All right? So verse 7, he says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches to him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Where was the tree of life? This garden of Eden. There you go. Garden of Eden. And who is the tree of life? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Passover. What did he do at the Last Supper? When he broke the bread, this is my body, that will give you to eat of the tree of life. Passover. Okay? I think that's like, what does this have to do with end time? Okay. <laughs> the end times, Revelation doesn't need to be scary anymore. I know Tina, like, had a, a, a thing like think about Revelation. I hope not. What Revelation is, it should be understood to be with the seven feasts, is a correction in coming to Christ, getting to know Christ and changing yourself. So actually, all of these, the stuff that's going on here, he's like, oh, you see all the bad, but you don't realize in the bad, he's telling you, just to correct yourself. If you do these things and correct yourself, nothing will happen to you. You will inherit the kingdom of heaven. And you'll see this as we go on. Okay? Now, I want to point out that that Passover has to deal with the first seal that was opened up in Revelation. Okay? And the, first, the seals are in chapter 6. And seven as well, okay? So it's going to be a lot of back and forth, but we're, we're sticking to Revelation, okay? In the first seal in chapter 6, verse 1, okay? She says, and I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come to and see. And I saw and behold a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went for conquering and to conquer. And the reason why I want I, I wanted to stop there because remember that that thing he said that he hated most was the Nicolaitans. Their name that that interpretation of that name actually means conquering other people. Nicolaitans? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's three it's three words 
combined into one. Uh, three Greek words combined into one. Nico, uh, and, and there's another word I can't remember it off the top of my head. And then Tan, which is T-A-N, but they pronounce it T-O-N. Okay? And it means the conquering of other people. But he's saying here that he sent someone else to conquer. Okay? So he's undoing what these crazy people are trying to do already. Okay? Mm-hmm. So in verse 3 he says, and when he had opened the second seal, I'm reading this because I'm going to jump to the next one. So just know that that is about Passover when you're conquering, meaning you're conquering the sin that's within you. You are eating from the from the body of Christ, which changes you. You are being baptized, and when you're baptized, you have already repented, just as he said to repent. Okay, in the, in that in that chapter two, when you repent and you go and be baptized, you're cleansed from the sin, and now you're changed and you're a new person. And there's another thing, too, to be added on to that, too, is, is that, you know, because our understanding always of the four horsemen is that these guys are coming and just wreak havoc over the earth. And it's so funny because I have to put this in there because this man keeps first date. We watched the movie called Knowing. And um, when I went to the movie, of course, I was like, is this some scary movie or whatever? Because you know how you, you know, see the picture or whatever. And so he's like, no, I don't watch scary movies, but I gave a chance to him. Now, of course, you're in the movie. There was like these four um, angels that kind of represent the four horsemen in, in the movie. And the thing about it is, is that the fear was already on me. So when you see them, or the, the, the moment was coming, you know how the music goes up and you're just like, you know, it's all there or whatever. I'm just saying that to say that that's kind of like all of that dramatic Hollywood stuff or whatever had me fearful of something that I should not fear, right? There was an understanding that's in here about the, the four horses that the Lord wants us to know. And because the world looks at it in such a way of being so, you know, scary and so, you know, um, um, apocalyptic, like they say, our understanding of, of these things is, is, is misconstrued. That is for our salvation. Like when he has said that, a, a thousand will fall at your um, right and 10,000 at your left, but none will draw nigh your dwelling, meaning that he's going to put that mark on you and none of all of this stuff that's happening in the world will touch you if you stay underneath, you know, the covering of the Lord. So like he's saying here is, is that when we, when we um, honor the Passover by continuing to take of the communion, we're taking the mark, you know? We're conquering the flesh and taking that mark of, of, of the Lord. Mm. Anybody got any questions or any other comments to add before we move on? And that ought to make you... Yeah. <laughs> so don't be afraid of the horses. No, yes, don't be afraid of horses because... The They're on our side. That's a good thing. They are actually when you when you truly read it for the spiritual sense in which it should be read, mm-hmm. um, you will see that all they're doing is anyone that is not of Christ, those are the ones that should fear them. Mm-hmm. Satan should fear them. Mm-hmm. You know? But those who are of Christ, you shouldn't fear it and you'll see why. We're gonna read it. 
Okay. okay. So, now we get to the second um, uh, seal. All right? And he says, and when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. I want to stop there. A great sword. Go back to chapter 2, please. Now this is dealing with the feast of unliving bread. Okay? The great sword is the word of God, which is Christ himself. Okay, when Christ did the Passover, he went out to be crucified. Okay? And what is unleavened? as considered in the Bible. It is considered evil. Leaven is considered evil. So when you talk about the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which was held for seven days right after Passover, so you had your Passover dinner, and you had a Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days afterwards, which the Passover dinner as well was eaten with unleavened bread, meaning you're removing any stain, any ill will, Thoughts, acts, speech, anything that was is within you that is, is wrong or incorrect, you're changing it, okay? This is what the unleavened is doing. And this is the church of Smyrna, which is the second church he speaks to, okay? Like he said, he get, he's going to give that, that second horseman a sword with a sharp two-edge, right? Now get this. And my children not to fill the horsemen. Okay? Now, in the church of Smyrna, again, he had an issue with all of them. He says, I know thy works in tribulations, in verse 9 of chapter 2, and poverty. He says, I know thy blasphemy of them, which say they are Jews and they are not, but are the synagogues of Satan. Meaning, just as we are today, we, we, we scream Christian, but we're not. Okay? A lot of people do that. All right, verse 10, he says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Okay, behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Okay, meaning you're going to be tested. Okay, doesn't mean any harm will come to you if you stand still. Be thou faithful unto death, and get this, and I will give thee a crown of life. Yeah. But for, for the most part, get this, and get this very, very clearly to your head. Verse 11, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, the Spirit, not man, but Spirit says unto the churches. He that overcomes shall not hurt of the second death. So when that horseman comes with that sharp two-edged sword, <coughs> excuse me, you stood that as you cleanse yourself, you are a new person. You're a new being in Christ and you're holding fast. You're steadfast in everything you do. That second horseman has come 
with a sharp two-edged sword to do what? With a great sword to speak to those, as Jesus said, I didn't come for those who are called themselves righteous or saved. I came for those who are not. So when he gives the word, that's who the word is for, those who do not have the word. And all, all those who oppose the word, the word will be against them. So when this horseman comes with that word, which is the which is a great sword, that's what he's doing. You have to stand fast on it. Hold true to what you believe. The end times are a great time because as you are carrying out the feast, Spirit is building up itself to prepare for the kingdom of God. To seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all other things will be added unto you. He already gave you two things. In the first church, he said, he said, you will eat of the tree of life. The second church, he said, if you overcome, the second death will not hurt you. You've been added unto you already. And the second death is like after Christ returns, right? The, the eternal second. death. Like we have our eternal bodies. Yeah. The second coming. Right. Okay. It's either an eternal life or an eternal death. So okay. you, you will not eternally die um, if you continue to overcome. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so now, the third piece, and, and, and the, the most important part, just remember, the seven total feasts, four of them were held in second mm-hmm. Passover, unleavened bread, first fruit, the Pentecost all joined together. And it's very important because this is what God wants us to do. Steadfast in our walk without putting something away for tomorrow. Get it done now, not wait. Because just like I said, you don't know which hour I come. I'll come as a thief in the night. You better be ready. Because if you're not, then that second death will harm you. And that, that tribulation in which Satan tries you, you're going to wish you had on Christ. Okay? And I just want to get right on that, though, too, is that it, it's truly not a time to fear or to think that, hey, I'm not going to be able to think. Because our faith is not in ourselves. If you continue to have faith in yourself, that you can make it, you know, based off of your own will, then, yeah, it's probably going to fall. But if you understand that it's just about a letting go and letting God in your life, then you understand how how easy it is. Let go of the the things that the, the flesh wants to do, to let go of the old thoughts, to let go of all of those things that tie us to the flesh. Show us and, you know, and things like that, and allow God to just show us the right way. Now, 
once you have the knowledge of, it'll be easier for you to walk in. But when it's getting to that point, and that's the reason why he's trying to tell you to eat this, eat this, eat this. And he's like, hey, hell, let's have this feast. Let's have this dinner. Let's have that dinner. It's almost like this Sunday dinner. Let's sit down and talk. What's going on with you? Or the nightly dinner that you have with your kids, the family. Like, what's going on? What's happening? Okay. And he's giving you advice on how to deal with that. And that's the same thing he's doing here. Is that he's giving you advice on how to deal with it because the, the time is going to continue to keep rolling on. And things are going to continue to keep happening in this earth, and you're going to see a lot of things. But you'll be able to withstand that. You'll be able to, um, to, to stay underneath the wing of God if you continue to honor those things spiritually. Spiritually. Mm-hmm. Not, not physically. Not physically. Not flesh. But spiritually. Spiritually. Okay. Did you have something to say? I didn't have that. Okay. So, on to the third one now is the feast of first fruits. Okay, so you have the unleavened bread seven days. And, and if you notice, everything starts and ends on the Sabbath day. Starts and ends on the Sabbath day. Each and every one of these feasts. Okay? So, that alone is a spiritual thing to let you know that there is always rest when you put in God's word. Mm. Okay? So don't worry about being weary because you will get rest. All right? So the the uh, feast of first fruits was when everyone would come, and it says they would come with a sheet of barley and wheat to offer it. Okay? First fruits. That's what they think they would do. Okay? Now, The third church in which Christ speaks of is Pergamos. A Pergamos, however you want to pronounce it, tomato, tomato. Okay? And again, there's a two-edged sword once again. Now, he's giving you the word. Now, I was about to use. He said in verse 12 of chapter 2, and to the angel of the church in Pergamos right? These things saith he which hath the sharp sword with two edges. Okay? Now he's saying, we know their works in verse 13, and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is, if thou holdest fast my name, and hast not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was Slain among you where Satan dwelleth. In other words, these people are true to the word. They, they're, they're faithful, okay? Just like he said to be faithful to the death, but it's the second church. The third church is holding true to that. Okay, and we jump down to 15. He says, So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans? Again, there's that name again, which thing I hate. He says in 16, Repent or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth, meaning the word of God. The word will condemn you, period. Okay? Verse 17, he that has an ear, 
Let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna. Represented by the barley and the wheat. Okay? And will give him a white stone, and in the stone, here's the key part of it, a new name written which no man knoweth than he that receiveth it. A two-edged sword is the word of God. He's saying, I will give you a white stone with a new name that no one else can utter but the one that receives it. So when you renew yourself, when you've gone through Passover, and when you've gone through the unleavened bread to remove all the evils away from you, Jesus comes and he deposits into you a new word which only you can utter. In other words, we all have a gospel to preach. We all have a gospel to teach. Paul had his for the Gentiles, Peter, James, and all the others, Matthew, Mark, they all have theirs for the Jewish uh, community, okay? So, but at the same time, they all had a different doctrine to teach. But it was all for Christ, but again, this is why I say, you know, I, I don't, con- you know, I don't condemn denominations because I understand that every discipline is for a reason. Some people need certain disciplines. But at the same time, you need to take man out of it and allow the doctrine to be the doctrine. Okay. Go ahead. So that's why I wanted you to go there because that was so. Um, um, okay, well, I'll go there. So he said that there is a, a name that you won't be able to name that, that you were talking about how everybody has a doctrine that, that they preach. You know, we were um, talking earlier about tongues. You know, mm-hmm. And yes, we were talking about. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I wish I had. I wanted to go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, okay. You know, my wife. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, now that you're there, I mean, if you want to go there. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay? Again, we talk about the everlasting gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay? The everlasting gospel is hidden manna. Meaning you cannot receive it until you renew yourself. You cannot receive it until you have removed all evils away from you. Okay? Um, gave a sermon a few months ago um, pertaining to tongues, um, pertaining to the Tower of Babel, okay? You have to understand, when, it, when you're talking about the Tower of Babel, you're talking about one language that encompasses every language, okay? So the way... And I'm not knocking the way you guys speak in tongues. Don't get me wrong, guys. That's, I want about to misinterpret what I'm trying to say here. The way you guys speak in tongues is just a part or the surface of the everlasting gospel of that tongue, that heavenly tongue that there is. Because as this heavenly tongue goes, when you speak it, just as in the day of Pentecost, and we'll get to that, but when, that's why I say all this ties in. That's why I want you to understand that. As you 
in one, the other one begins. But as you speak in this tongue, everyone will understand you. Again, as you said, there will be no need for an interpreter. Okay? But for the most part, again, you guys are scratching the surface of it when you speak it in tongues because you're able to speak it. You can understand it. Just as he said, he will give you this white stone in which you will understand mm-hmm. only to the one who he gives it to. Mm-hmm. Can I jump in? Go ahead. Because that's, that's kind of like where I was jumping in at, is that to understand that, 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 that gift of speaking in tongues and how the Lord will give you interpretation, but it, it only comes if you are trying to listen. Because a lot of people will have that gift and they only have it in part, like Ned said. Some people, like um, my sister was talking about how earlier you were talking about before, some people literally have the tongue in the gift. Mm-hmm. And she was literally talking about that earlier. You know, we were talking about they can only hear it, but they can't speak it. Because of the fact that they, they haven't allowed the Lord to come through, and then also, too, they, they haven't taken these steps to speak. Because really what it is is a denying or it's a pushing away of your flesh, like you said, of the unleavened bread, the denying yourself to allow the spirit of the Lord to come through and to have free reign. And then even in that, as it comes, um, I believe we were talking earlier, how you can hear different dialects, you know, come through because it's like it's always a constant changing and a forming of the language. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And like I said, you know, before you have the interpretation. God bless you. Sorry. No, Thank no, you. God bless you. You have the interpretation, but it's like you have to slow down and listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, because he even tells you, you know, um, in, the, in the New Testament, he tells you that, that you can have the, the interpretation. You just need to pray for it. That's it. He didn't tell you that if this is only specific to, to, to some person or not. You just have to ask for it. Right, and that's the same thing he's you know saying here is that he's giving you everything possible to equip to equip yourself so that you can be able to stand in a time of you know of darkness, you know of how things continue to keep getting darker and darker and darker, more and more evil is just coming. But you can stand if you if you're equipped to stand, and that's why we have to keep pressing, pressing towards the mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ because of the fact that. That is where you will be able to rest. Just like you said, that is when you will be able to rest in God. When, when, when you know that, you know, I've, I've let go, I've let God, I, I, I have uh, allowed the Lord to have free reign. And because I can trust and I can lean back in his arms, if I can stay up underneath his wings, I don't have nothing to worry about. That's why he says, you know, to, to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And, you know, it's an amazing, you know, scripture in, nine, in, in um, Psalm 91, and you, you always have to have that in your, in, your, in your heart. Abide in the secret place of the Most High under the shadow of the Almighty. And in that place, nobody, nothing can touch you. And that's the reason why he says nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Because he's already laid it out. He's already mapped this whole thing out. He's already said, you know what, I got my kids covered, you know. And he said, he who has an ear, let him hear. And he keeps saying that over and mm-hmm. over and over again. Listen to him, listen to him, listen to him. But don't listen to him in a twist because he's That's saying, right. mm-hmm. he's saying he who has ear, meaning the spiritual ear. That's it. Mm-hmm. Let him hear. Mm-hmm. Because only the spirit can hear what the spirit is saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The flesh 
like, if you cannot understand these those simple parables I'm giving you, how can I give you heavenly things? Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. You need to remove yourself from this flesh and elevate yourself in a, in a consciousness to understand the spirit. That's right. Okay? So you have to let go of the reins um, of thinking too much into things, trying to overthink them, trying to make sense of something that we can't make sense of. Because what we know is all physical, and what we know to be physical has boundaries and rules to it to say this cannot be this way unless this happens. But to God, it does not matter. If he wants it to happen, it's going to happen. Okay? So, first fruits. Okay? Now I'm going to get to the to the to the um, third seal here. This is back in chapter six. Okay, and that's in verse five. And he says, "And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, 'Come and see.' And I beheld, and and lo, a black horse." And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. Uh, just keep in your mind right now the wheat and the barley, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. He had a pair of balances in his hand. And he says, And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Are we the oil and the wine? The oil and the wine are those who are of Christ, who have renewed their mindset. Again, remember the unleavened bread is Christ dying, being crucified. Passover is him preparing himself being crucified is him being steadfast until the death. Okay. And so when he goes and he is crucified and he's placed in his tomb, he has now removed himself from all evil, meaning he has removed his spirit away from the flesh. It is no longer contained or can contain that spirit. Okay. And then just to answer your question about oil and um, and wine, um, the Bible does talk about and he kind of represents um, us as, as the grapes or the olives, you know, mm-hmm. and how we go through that pressing, that pressing, mm-hmm. that, that pure oil that comes out where he talks about being in the wine press and that, you know, the wine that, that, that comes out of it when you go through something. And, you know, just like, you know, like, you know, uh, um, you know, Sister Kathy was going through, you know, before, and it's like this, this, this pressure. You kind of like in this pressure cage of different things going on at the same time, and then, and then what comes out at, at, at that point is oil or wine, and it's like that purest essence of of um, of, of what you are is your testimony. Mm-hmm. 
and then the Lord uses that testimony, and then he, um, that testimony has life. And then that testimony that when it's implanted into another human being, it will produce life. So that's why, you know, when we, you know, if you ever drank wine or, you know, olive oil, it gets so much flavor, you know, to things, you know, and, and then, you know, people experience wine. They don't just drink it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much life in it. There's so many hidden notes in it. If I experience it, then I will be able to understand it better. So it's just, you know, just like your testimony, you know, that comes out of you going through all of everything that you go through. It is the wine. It is the oil. Mm-hmm. And it's that last time and last days where, like, like, you know, what we say on our group is the outpouring of the spirit. You know, and that comes to that that fresh oil. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Is that everyone? All right. So that was the third seal. Third church, third piece. I told you I don't think I can cram this in an hour, guys. Uh. <laughs> it's a lot. Okay, it's all like. Settling down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the fourth piece is the Pentecost. Okay, and the way Pentecost works is actually the first day of Pentecost was actually the first uh, first day of first fruit. Uh, the feast uh, of first fruit. So they all times themselves. So the the feast. Uh, uh, the feast of first fruits was the first day of Pentecost. Okay, because Pentecost, meaning fifty, you know, was a fifty-day uh, regimen. Okay, so you had the first fruits, uh, and you know, it's also called the feast of weeks. And the reason why it's called the feast of weeks is because in between you had seven. 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 Seven, I say again. Because <laughs> there's seven weeks within 50. Seven times seven is 49 plus the day, which is the last day of Pentecost, which is 50. Okay? So you had seven sevens in between. Now, here's the kicker about Pentecost, which I love so much, and this is God's work. Okay? 50 days. Seven seven, a feast was held on the first day, which was the feast uh, of first fruit. <laughs> then on the last day, you had you observed, of course, Pentecost. Okay, but in between it, the only thing you did was observe the Sabbath. In other words, Pentecost, when you go through all this Passover. Unleavened bread, feast of first fruits. When you get to Pentecost, it's a time to walk in the spirit, to walk in rest. When Jesus was crucified and he was resurrected from the dead, he walked with them. In the spirit, teaching, teaching them something greater 
than what he did in the flesh. Now he's in the spirit. He's trying to show them, hey, what you learned in the flesh, I'm going to show you something even greater. If you just take these steps in which I just showed you, that you honor my feet, just like he said in, in Leviticus chapter 23, you will know that God is God and that he is working and that revelation is not a time to be afraid but to rejoice. Because if you are on the right track, you have no choice but to rejoice in the Lord because you know what you're doing is right and what he's going to do with you is blessed. Okay? So Pentecost, fourth church. Fourth church here is by Atira. Okay? Now, these people, they had an issue of um, being misled. He said that they were following that, that that woman Jezebel and her doctors, okay? To call herself a prophet and talk and, and to teach and to seduce and to seduce, you know, the servants of God and to make them do things out of the order, okay? In other words, trying to get them to backslide, okay? Now, he says here, he says in verse 22 that he will cast her into a dead and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. So now you have a time of rest and repentance and trying to make sure you're straight and you're good, that nothing is going wrong with you, that you're not going to turn back, that you're strengthening yourself to go even further, okay? So, here in verse 23, he says, and I'm skipping most of the verse here, he says, I will give unto every one of you according your work, to your work, okay? Now, verse 25 and 26 is the meat of it all. As it says in verse 25, but that which ye have already hold fast till I come. So everything you don't obtain through Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, what you're going through at Pentecost, he said, hold on to it until I come. In other words, all these um achievements, accomplishments that you've gained in the spirit. Don't let anyone take it away or deter you, but hold fast and make sure you're on the right track. As in the, in the book of James says, you know, you, you, you know, you continue on to do what you need to do to be joyful in, no matter what somebody tries to face before you, okay, because the, pay, uh, the working, um, the trying of your faith work is uh, patience, which is a perfect work, okay? It says in verse 26, and he that overcometh and keepeth my work unto the end, to him will I give power over the nation. It says in verse 28, I will give them the, the morning star, which is himself, the bright morning star. He that have an ear, they didn't hear what the, 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 the uh, spirit of the, the Lord says to the churches. For church, for festival. Now let's go to the fourth seal. Now I couldn't do the trumpets because I said it's just too much. I just 
didn't do it. Okay, verse 7 of chapter 6. Says, and when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast that come and speak. And I looked and behold a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death. And hell followed with him. And look, here it is. And power was given unto him, to them over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword the word of God and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. And when he had, okay, that's not on, that's going to the fifth seal, okay. So he's saying here, everybody that was following that Jezebel spirit, as he said, he was going to cast them, you know, into great tribulation. And that's what this horseman is doing. He's bringing death with him, okay. But he gave him power. Okay, over the earth. What did he say he would do? I will give to every one of you according to your works. That's what he said. In verse 23, now verse 25, I mean verse 26, he says, And he that overcometh and keeps my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Nations, meaning the earth. He's giving you power over everything so that no one can tell you where to go, what to do, how to walk, how to talk. You know, you have the dominion of power over them because you are in Christ. Okay? Now, the other great thing about Pentecost, again, is that it's a it's a time of rest because you dealing with seven seven. Okay? But at the Pentecost, there's a four month rest in between the next feast. So you have these first four to prepare you for the coming of the Lord. So I can continue on or we can continue next week. <laughs> Because I got three more to go. <laughs> so I'm just telling you. So. It's been a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is a lot. I think I think we've got a lot to chew on tonight. <laughs> so we can't I, I, can, I can wait to next week for the other three. Yes, it's going to be Yeah, I'm going to, like, sit on these and think about them, and I'll, I'll probably have a ton of questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I didn't get into the trumpets because, like I said, it was already a lot. Okay? Yes. But, it, but the end times is a great time. Right. Mm-hmm. And unless you're you're not in the member, as they say. <laughs> and you can see how the Lord is, you know, just like, um, you know, that song, he's preparing me for something I cannot handle right now, right now. So it's like, you know, he's, he's saying that he's preparing you. He's building you up. He's making you stronger so that when those times do happen, you'll be able to withstand all the way at the end. Okay. You will not waver. Your foot will not be moved if you stay in the Lord and stay you know, faithful to his, you know, to, to his word and 
And um, we're going to see you on the other side, as they say. <laughs> uh, anybody else want to um, comment, question real quick? I know I didn't get the chance uh, for Regina to, to, to say something. Or something. No, it was not. Oh, okay. Well, for, I mean, I just want to make sure I, I'm understanding it. So, okay. So we have the Passover first. So you you baptize and you re- repent and you receive Christ. And that's Eve in the tree of life. That's what that meal is, right? Is representing. Yes. If you're looking at this in the context of your life, right? Right. Living out the feast. Okay. So then it's the the feast of unleavened bread. Um, so this is where you get rid of all this evil and unholy. So I guess this is sort of like the refining yes. of yourself, right? Yeah, because once you repent, you, know, when you say you you won't do it anymore. So now you just right. remove all the strongholds that are binding you in life. Okay. And that's why they're like back to back. It's like, all right, you've received Christ, you've eaten it. Now let's get rid of the leaven. Yeah. All right. Um. I guess, is that like going deeper spiritually or, or growing your fruit? First fruit um, is, is allowing yourself to receive. Mm-hmm. In other words, to allow God to bless you because when, when, you, when we say we, we, we honor God with, the, you know, with 10% or with our first fruits, you know, what we're doing, we're honoring him uh, with what he's already blessed us with. It's an increase. So God is increasing you. You're allowing God to increase you in a way. Okay, remember when he, when he got baptized, he was cleansed from the cleansed the flesh to start over new, to get this, this ministry of his started. He is a representation of taking the old man and washing him away and becoming the new man as Paul speaks of. And when you become that new man, you speak differently. You walk different. Mm-hmm. You walk different. You have different people to hang around. You don't hang around Johnny from the block anymore. Okay, so now you're moving into something greater. Okay, in an elevation of the spirit. That's why when he got baptized, he immediately went into the wilderness. <coughs> excuse me, to fast for forty days and forty nights. Because he was purging himself of the flesh. Yes, and right. allowing God to increase him through the through the gospels in which he said the angels ministered unto him. And that's the same thing like we were talking about with spiritual gifts. You know, there's a time of like you know, like denying the flesh so that the, the, the spirit um of the Lord can be free. So the 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 spiritual gifts are the first truth that you're being blessed with. And like he has said it's something that 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 he's giving give you that you are giving back to him because you're allowing those spiritual gifts to be used by him. Mm-hmm. That's how we give it back. That's how we come to sacrifice that offering of that first fruit back to by allowing the Lord to use that that gift, whatever you know spiritual gift that might be. There's a lot of spiritual gifts, whether it's you know counseling, counseling you know tongues, interpretation, prophecy, healing with hands, or you know uh, you know wisdom, imparting wisdom, or whatever you know spiritual gift that God has anointed you with. But allowing that anointing to come back 
and bless someone else. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah, I just wanted to let it begin. That last piece of Pentecost was a, what I got from it was a resting in your face, you know, um, is a rest, right? Yeah, so that's what he said, you know, and, uh, um, in verse 25 of chapter 2, it says, but that which we have already, hold fast till I come. Mm-hmm. Everything you have received, hold it. Okay, um, I didn't get to give a chance. Um, Regina, were you saying something? No, just listening. Okay. Anybody else, Tina? Anybody confused? I mean, Kathy? be honest. Is, there, is anyone confused? No. I want to make sure. Personally, <laughs> I think it's worth going through again. <laughs> <gasps> like okay, what? No, no, I, I I understood, but now for it to sink in, it's like okay, we're gonna do that again. <laughs> That's well, my personal opinion. It's too, so. yeah. Huh? Like, uh, <laughs> it's like it's a little difficult to understand. It's kind of like a roller coaster. You just, all you know, you just had a good time. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, it yep. feels like the deep end of the pool. <laughs> you don't know where the bottom is at. You know it's down there somewhere, but you don't know where it is at. And you hope that you can keep on treading Ooh, and understanding how to tread and hope, God, please don't let me stop treading. <laughs> I don't know where that bottom is at, and I don't know if I want to go down to the bottom. All oh. you get understanding. Uh-huh. And once you yeah. have knowledge of all that fear, it's mm-hmm. and, and it's good. It just gets you. It's just making you think and it's making me dig into, you know, deeper to revelation. So. Okay. Yeah. I just wrote a few notes. I'm good. All right, Kathy. Kathy is just speechless. <laughs> Why are you speechless? <laughs> And you know you never see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when are you doing your Bible study, Kathy? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. You good? Mm-hmm. Next week we'll be going over the final three. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask everyone if you could please read chapter seven. Um, Revelation. Oh, right. Yeah. Revelation chapter 7 and 8. Okay. Right on. And I hope you all can make it back next week to finish this up. Is that what you want to get some understanding? This is just what's preparing you. Know? As we see mm-hmm. the world and the things that are happening in the world, this is the word that you stand on. Indeed. And it's, and it's a good word. And it's these feasts are, like I said, once Jesus came, they're no longer feasts that we like carry out, like we party hard and whatever. It's a, it, it's a, it's an action that is being taken now in the spirit. So you're you're moving forth in the spirit, and you're allowing the spirit to grow stages. Okay, so and that's why he said these first four are so important. That's why they're so they're grouped together, like. 
do uh, one of them. If you're next day, the next one has to start. It's now your foundation. This is your foundation that you truly need to build upon. Fasting and praying, mm-hmm. you know, being in the Word of God. This is why I would judge God to read Psalms and Proverbs. That the wisdom of God will ignite thoughts and process in you to want to, you know, want to know more and try to tie things more together. Um, so, then you know, it, it, it's a must. Prayer is a must. Must, 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 must. Always be in communication with God. Do not put off that communication stop. You know, guys, um, just send nobody, um, I am okay. I totally understood the um, the seven seeds. It's just all so very heavy because um, I'm just seeing so much of this unfold in my own life that um, that's why I'm speechless. <laughs> I, I just... Just go with the flow. I um, with all that I'm getting, get understanding. I understand, but you know, sometimes everything is just happening so quickly that um, I have no energy. I'm just, I'm just that. I'm just going through the motions. It's just unreal. Well, I think, it, you know, it's kind of like said it goes through, like when you very first start, you know, and if you very first say yes to the Lord, it's a quick work. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, you got to hit the ground running. He hits, you hit that ground running, and it works like boom, 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 boom. And especially if you walk away from the Lord and then you come back, you know, as we were talking about earlier, you know, if, I, if, I, if I'm away from the, the, the Spirit of God or away from His will, when I get back to His, to his will, it's boom, 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 boom. You know, you got to catch that. Let me get you back in line. Get back in line. So what's the military? They tell you, get back in line. Just get back in line. You're never out of line. You're always in case. You're always in case. You know what? I'm with Keith here because you're never really out of line. I mean, you're in line. But um, that's right. Trace in the military. When we let go and truly let that. You know, because he's always been that person helping my life. But when we, you know, there's a difference in really, really letting go and letting God. Yeah. So, and that is what I have experienced. And um, with that um, unspeakable joy is what comes to my mind. You know, that's all I can say. And you're just at that point that you're at the point of people in the box, rest. That's it. It's Pentecost. It's definitely there. It's definitely there. First grade. Look, I'm not going to tell you. I was in my Bible and uh, Pastor, um, Pastor Allen, <laughs> what you do, God, of yourself is the fruit that will multiply your gifts. Mm-hmm. It's what you guys wrote in my Bible. Mm-hmm. The one that I won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I enjoyed that though. I enjoyed, you know, digging it, digging into it. So, and believe it or not, I mean, I got like, I literally typed up like twenty pages of notes, and I can't, I can't. Wow. <laughs> I can't, I can't yeah. do it. I just, 
you know. I just went I left moving. I'm like, I can't do it. So I, I just kind of shot it down some. Yeah, and we'll we'll finish up wrap it all up next week. I know this is like a three part series that we're doing, but I guess it needed to be done. Um, we love you, and we 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 pray for you always. You know that the Lord of Christ just makes you an individual soldier, ready.
plan on throwing your side, so um, <laughs> so you already know where I'm at. <laughs> well, I do appreciate you guys. So. Yes, we do. We love you. We love you. Love you too, Regina. Thank you for coming back. Oh, I love you back. <laughs> so we'll see you guys no. next week. It was awesome. Okay. Oh, 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 you guys, you're, you're a blessing to me. Shoot. I think you're doing great. <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah. I really appreciate you. I really do. No, thank you. All righty. I'll talk to you next week then, or I'll listen oh. to you next week. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for this time, Lord God, of stepping on your word, Lord Father. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would bless each and every one of us, Lord Father. You bless us, Lord God, to continue to continue, Lord God, in this word. And, Lord God, we receive the revelation of the understanding of your word. That, Lord Father, we not only just read the word and eat the word, but we will walk in and become the word. And we would, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, be, Lord God, was foretold because the revelation is the foretelling, Lord God, of now. And, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, we be in that number that is spoken of, Lord God, that is standing in the white robes, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that each and every one of us here right now, Lord Father, let us and allow us, Lord God, to receive that crown of life. And, Lord Father, we may eat from the tree of life. And, Lord God, we will receive, Lord God, all that you have for us, Lord Father, in the fullness of eternity. We pray, Lord God, for salvation. We pray, Lord God, for the healing of the spirit, Lord God, where there is lack. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, for wisdom. Pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would continue to abound in our lives, Lord God, financially, spiritually, Lord God, physically, Lord God, if there's any illness, remove them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, even in our minds, Lord God, if there's any confusion, Lord God, you are not the author of confusion. We pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for a spirit of understanding. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, continue to bless us, Lord Father, that we would grow into, Lord Father, and not regret. That even at this time, Lord God, we're going to pick up our master, Lord God, and run with it. That, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, all that you have called us to do and all that you tell us to do, Lord God, that we will run this race out. We will finish it, Lord Father. And I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for each and every family member that is not uh, here and present, Lord God, all those who are far off, we pray salvation. We seek salvation and life, Lord God. Breathe life, Lord God, in our family members, Lord Father. Breathe life into our friends and all those that we know, Lord God, and who are far off here, Lord Father. And let allow our life to be the testimony, Lord God, that changes us. We say, Lord God, that all of these things that they shall be done in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You guys get a chance. Check out that movie knowing that she was talking about. It's really good if you haven't seen it. What's it called? No, no, no. Oh, sounds good. Yes. Nicholas Cage. It's yes. so long ago. Yes. Is he wearing the worst name? No. He's not. But you'll love it. But you'll love it. But you'll love it. What's S.A. Lauder's first name, too? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Tina? It was a first name. Okay. It was a first name. S.A. Lauder. Yes. All right. Good night, all. Good night. Good
Right, Kathy. Oh. That's probably on even. <laughs> 